0: This is a podcast review from Lori B. in Holland, Michigan. She says, I cannot even begin to say how much this podcast, Elisa's book, and RevWell TV have become an everyday, sometimes more than that, life-changing process for me. I started listening to the podcast last year, and I feel like I found a place that understands, listens, gives good biblical advice, and uses scripture to help me focus. Often when I'm listening to Elisa, I feel like I'm connecting with a lifelong friend and I wish I could just fly off to Arizona to meet her. I'm feeling more hopeful that I will and can win the battle with God's help and the resources I have found here at Revelation Wellness. Thank you so much to you all for all your hard work to help so many people find victory. Lori B. Thank you so much for taking a moment to leave such an authentic, honest review. We love it. We read every review, uh, Lori, we are going to send you a love, greater than fear package. So keep your eyes open in the mail email. If you wouldn't mind, Lori, email info at and let them know that your review was read on the air. And now you can have your review read on the air. And we will send you, if we read it on the air, we will send you a Love Greater Than Fear package. Y'all, thank you. We don't ask often for podcast reviews. We are grateful when we get them. It is a great way to keep us before people who are looking for health and wellness answers. Y'all, you know, we are gonna give you some tools and we're gonna give you some resources, like Lori says, but in the end, it all goes up to the lord it all leads people into his marvelous light so thank you so much for leaving a review you can do it right now hit pause swipe up on this um or actually go to the magnifying glass at the lower bottom lower right of your phone and type in revelation wellness healthy and whole and follow that screen it will say write a comment leave a review give us five stars give us honest stars whatever you think but leave us something to help iTunes know that this podcast matters and we appreciate your help. All right. We're off again into the book of first Corinthians. So, so grateful that you guys are diving in, biting into the word for yourself. So I hope that you would read today's scripture, read that chapter before it'll take you like five minutes, read it before you lace up your shoes and press play. I have a feeling a deep, deep work is going to happen. We're so grateful for you. Thanks for hanging out and enjoy today's Revving the Word. Peace. Getting the playlist going in three, two, one, play. All right. (laughs) Honestly,
1: never been so excited to teach a Revving the Word. Well, maybe I have been. But today feels special because for the last 13 weeks, 13 weeks, we have been peeling off the layers of 1 Corinthians. Or should I say, 1 Corinthians has been peeling off our layers, right? And today we get to one of the most well-known passages of scripture. You've heard it many, many times. Been to a wedding, you've probably heard something around this concept of what love is. I'm excited because today we have done the work. We didn't do a flyby we didn't do a pop-in we didn't do a pop-up shop about this verse or this chapter of first corinthians nope we've gone on the whole journey and if you're just joining us today welcome and now i'd encourage you i know you move your body hopefully move your body more than once a week and by the way we don't move our bodies to burn calories around here We're not interested in that. That's a low hanging fruit. We move our bodies because we were meant to move. (laughs) Did you know that the reason you have a brain is so that you can move and everyone who moves, you're pushing against some resistance and you're growing movement good for your brain and what's good for your brain is good for your body. What's good for your body is good for your brain. But for us, we're going to keep the main thing, the main thing because as Paul tells us, physical training has some value, but godliness eternal. we come here to move our bodies, (laughs) to change and renew our minds. that we are in our best, yeah, best self, our new self, our new creation, the person Christ died so we could be set free to be, free from the fear of man, free from division, segregation, separation from God, ourselves, and others. And that's what Paul has been experiencing here in 1 Corinthians. So if you've missed any of the other days, I know you're going to move more than one time this week. Work through the other chapters. 12 episodes before today. Just work through them over the next couple weeks, and you'll get right back to where we are today 1 Corinthians 13. Yeah, no surprise that this entire playlist is all gonna support this supreme thing called love. So Paul just got done talking about 1 Corinthians 12, the gifts, the gifts of the spirit and the body of Christ. Right? Making us one. So here we go. God, we need your help. As we move our body here, we need your help. Holy Spirit, may they not hear my words but yours. Keep my tongue from any words that are against your will. Have your way, gone in this time. Give us such joy for this supreme gift the most excellent way love and God we need a new lens for this we need a clean lens for this we don't want a sloppy flimsy give in to everything kind of love no we don't want a permissive love we want a powerful love power God, to transform ourselves and be a conduit of transformation for others. That kind of love, God. And you know we need it now more than ever. So come, God, have your way as we move our bodies. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so here we go. I'm going to read the entire chapter, because there's not the entire, yeah, 13 verses. When I read, think in pictures. Think in pictures. The more weird you make it, the more you'll remember it. So connect things together. See God talking to you in a way that is new to your mind. Renew our minds, God. All right, here we go. 1 Corinthians 13, Paul just gets done saying, I'm going to show you a more excellent way than all these gifts. Healing, helping, administration, tongues, prophecy. Even better, ready? Ready? verse 1 if I speak in the tongues of men and of angels but have not love I'm a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal and if I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge and if I have all faith so as to remove mountains but have not love I am nothing. If I give away all I have and I deliver up my body to be burned, but have not love, I gain nothing. Love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice in wrongdoing, but rejoices with truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Come on, keep your body moving. There's no effort today other than move. Feel your breath. Verse eight, love never ends. As for prophecies, they will pass away. As for tongues, they will cease. As for knowledge, it will pass away. For we know in part and we prophesy in part but when the perfect comes the partial pass away when i was a child i spoke like a child i thought like a child i reasoned like a child when i became a man a woman i gave up childish ways for now we see in a mirror dimly but then Face to face, now I know in part, then I shall know fully even as I have been fully known. Verse 13, final verse. So now, faith, hope, and love abide. These three, but the greatest of these, is love. This is the word of God.
2: Come
1: on, open your face. How can you not open your face? This is the love that Jesus loves the hell out, out of us with patient, kind. <laughs> he humbled himself to the point of death on a cross so that this kind of love could come. For God so loved the world. This is good news. Listen to me. If you think you can't love, you're believing a lie. uh uh-uh. In Jesus' name, arise. Lift your head. This is love. It never ends.
2: You think you're at the end?
1: Great. God's love is waiting for you. There's more for you. Come on. Have fun let joy the joy of the Lord be your strength. love joy, peace come on love nice all right as I was saying first Corinthians 13. Paul is coming off the explanation for the gifts, and he's encouraging them to pursue growth with their gifts. If you've been given a gift of prophecy, use it, exercise it. If you've been given a gift of discernment, use it, exercise it. If you can speak in tongues, use it, exercise it. But you know what he does says? But none of this is as important as the supreme gift that is love. If you can do all those gifts, if you have all the gifting, but you don't have love, you're just noise.
2: It's
1: just noise. Come on. Love is the super glue of all the gifts. It's the glue that heals a shattered and broken heart and the soul of an individual who places himself in the trust of God. Come on. Love. Do me a favor, I'm gonna go quiet. You're just gonna walk, run, lift weights, do what you do. <laughs> Meditate on this love. It's a love you've never received before. I don't care if you had the best mama or papa, it's still partial love. Their love was still in part. You have not seen yet the full expression of love, you have yet to live it. comes to God alone. Come on, you guys, let's get, let's just get so, I won't say the word greedy for more.
2: More love, God.
1: trying to tell us that the most attractive thing about you, the most effective thing about you, will be how you love. But listen to me. Love for God attracts the love of people. Your love for God attracts the love of people, not the other way around. Your love for people will not attract the love of God. Hear me. Yes, that's a good trait. Love people, yes. But if you love people, even your own mother, brother, daughter, sister, child, more than you love God, you will have a twisted, inverted, unable to stand, faulty foundation of a love. It's the love for God that you forsake all things. This is the love you were made for. Your love for God will attract the love of people. But keep your eyes off the people. See, these people in Corinthians, they're getting all caught up on one another. Some. Some serve Paul, some serve Apollos, some serve Cephas. They're all dividing because of their love for things in the world, sexual immorality, doing things to please themselves, and slapping a Jesus bumper sticker over it, saying, well, hey, I have the right to do it. Paul's like, yeah, you have the right. Everything is permissible. But not everything is beneficial. We learned that in 1 Corinthians 6. Come on. Keep yourself from idols. And you know how you do that? Love God. Love God. Take all your gifts. Throw them on the altar. And love God. And out will come the sound of music. Everything else, noise. Okay, come on. If I speak in the tongues of men and of angels, but I don't have this foundation of love for God, this love I've been given, I'm just a noisy gong, a clanging cymbal. I am just the CNN news on loop, feeding people's fear. There's no shadow, it won't light up. And And if I have prophetic powers, meaning I can tell you what's coming, I can tell you you hidden prophecies, I can tell you the mysteries of God, and I have knowledge in all these things, and I have faith that I can move mountains, but I don't have love, I'm nothing. The whole gospel is built on God's love. This is why people cannot lower their theology to meet their pain. We do this all the time, because we assume we know what love is. That if God loved me, he would not withhold this from me. And that is the first lie we believed. You guys lift your head. Remove the scales from your eye. There is a greater love. And if we forget what this love looks like, look at the cross. If any of us think that we can follow Christ and not pick up a cross, and know that we will be misunderstood, rejected, unpopular, called small-minded. But yet, we will have love if we still have love in spite of all that, revival, fire. You guys, I hate to tell you this. Well, I don't really hate to, I am excited to tell you this. You are being set up,
2: everything in this world
1: that seems to be more and more uncomfortable for you, There seems to be more persecution. It is for you, for the power of this love, this supreme love to revive the weary. If I have it all, if I'm super gifted, (laughs) I'm so popular, if I'm on stages and accolades of man, but if I don't have love, love for God, which gives me burning love for people, then I'm nothing. I'm nothing. God come have your way talk to us about our love go ahead God everyone open your chest like you're opening up your coat bear it all come and read us God Or, what are you believing in that could possibly love you more than this supreme love? This love that is patient and kind. Come on, I want to read this. I want you to see this. This is who God is. Paul is defining love the kind that turns on your gifts. It was this love that called you from death to life it is this love for why we sing amazing grace i once was lost but now i'm found love is patient and kind it does not envy or boast it is not arrogant or rude it does not insist on its own way it is not irritable or resentful it does not rejoice at wrongdoing but rejoices with the truth love bears all things believes all things hopes all things endures all things this is god's love for you breathe listen to me there are four words that paul could have chosen to use to define love that he's talking about here in first corinthians 13 there's eros love which is like sexual physical love for another expressed in covenant there's philos love a love for a brother or another, like friendship love. There's a third I can't remember, but you can tag me and tell me about it. <laughs> but then there's this fourth love, agape. <laughs> this is the love of God. And love it. The word means a love feast, goodwill, and benevolence affection. Supreme love, you guys. So God's love is patient. Isn't he, though? Isn't he? How many of you need more patience? All the hands go up. All the hands. Love is patient and kind. Remember, patience and kindness, that's a fruit of the Spirit. A gift. This is Listen, there's a gift. These kind of gifts that Paul's talking about in 1 Corinthians 12 are these exercisable things you can put to use for the building up of the church. But all of us should have the fruit of the Spirit that comes with the Holy Spirit in us, Galatians 5, 23. And the fruit of this Spirit is love, joy, peace. And I think of love, joy, and peace. (laughs) That's always what your heart is hungry for. I want to be loved. I want belonging and acceptance, love. I want joy, which is this contentment of soul in the presence of external chaos that don't get sucked into the drama. Peace, we all want that. You were made for that. love, joy, and peace. You were made for those things. You're seeking those things out. But then patience, kindness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control, <laughs> those, those are the things we've got to work on because we're not very patient. We're not very kind with our love. We're not faithful all the time we think faithless thoughts we question God we question those who love us we're questioning people suspicious goodness gentleness faithfulness come on I gotta work on those but it's because I desire love joy and peace And God's love is patient. God's love is kind. God's love does not envy or boast. Get that? This is what the religious people of the day wanted. They wanted a a messiah to come and boast. Be proud. Come on. They wanted a God that would pull the sword and deal with their enemies. But God goes, we're going a different way. We're going away where love bears. I'm gonna give you a greater love to believe. I'm gonna give you a greater love to hope. I'm gonna give you an enduring love in all things. God's love is not irritable or resentful. I'm going to let you hang with this one for a minute. And this is true. It does not insist on its own way. Love, God's love, does not insist on its own way. That means love requires choice. God did not have to make it this way, but in the supreme God who he is, knowing what's best for us. What's best for us is to exercise choice. I can choose to say, I don't need to be right here. I'm gonna choose relationship over my way, over being right. breathe and isn't that what God did for us if he insisted on his way
2: we would have never had free will
1: on his way meaning a control love is what it is because it allows choice it's kind Patient, It actually thinks highly of another. You know, I think this makes me tear up. God thought highly of us. We were made, are made in his image. And I think, I think, of course he knew where it was going, but there's always this part of him that says, I want them to know who they are, that I have made them good and they can choose good. And that sometimes good does not mean you get your way. (laughs) It's not irritable or resentful. God thought highly of us when he made us in love and he put all these things in us. And it all comes through humility, guys. Humble yourself to receive what love really is. Love doesn't envy or boast. This means love doesn't think too low or too high of self. Come on. I'm going to need a God for that. I'm going to need a God for that. When I'm becoming despondent, depressed, feeling hopeless, I'm going to need a God to lift my head. And when I'm getting prideful, when I'm puffing up, I want a father to put his hand on my head and push me down. I want a father to say, shh, shh, quiet, listen. Don't be rude. Pull back. Listen, we've been moving for about 30 minutes. I'm going long today. I'm taking it upon myself to indulge so you can do whatever you want move your feet walk but for the next 20 minutes i would encourage you just keep the blood flow going and don't make it so high that you're being arrogant and needing to get your calorie burn in you'll miss it yeah you might gain some physical advantages and miss the godliness that transforms everything love is not arrogant this means it doesn't puff up love is not rude the word rude means to act unbecomingly means don't be what you're not you're a child of God act becomingly come on to the scene Make love known because a rude love, noise, anybody can do that. And if you listen closely to the cries of the world, there's a lot of love that is rude because it's insisting on its own way. I went 1980s with you guys. I did. (laughs) Give me a throwback to high school for me. Come on. Y'all, and maybe it's because I know this love. (laughs) I've wanted this love. If only my parents would love me, cherish me, teach me, lead me in the ways I should go. Love. Okay, if they're not going to do it, Maybe this boy will do it. Maybe this friend will do it. Maybe this philos or eros love will do it. I was acting unbecomingly. (laughs) And then God comes on the scene and says, rise up. I want you to just think about the time he came on the scene for you and smacked you upside the head with his supreme love. (laughs) It knocked some sense into you. Come on, give him thanks. Love is not irritable. Let's talk about irritable for a second. Listen, if you're going to be a loving person, you've got to be a person who knows they need margin. You need a healthy space for self-care, to be with the Lord, to be loved by Him. Because if you don't have that, you will be irritable you will be wandering the dry desert looking for water taking any sip you can from a dirty stream because you haven't created space to care for yourself in god's love so if you're finding your love is irritated take a nap get to bed earlier rolling on your phone. Go for a walk. Stop dorking so hard. It's not irritable. Love is not resentful. It's not petty. It doesn't keep accounts. doesn't believe that if they have that gift then I don't or if they have a great moment that I suck it's not resentful it builds up this is what Paul keeps going after build up stop falling apart into these fractions and divisions stop it build up and if you want to build up be built up on the one thing that holds all things together. God's love. Love does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth.
2: Listen.
1: Love doesn't pray that your friend will fall off the cliff to repent. Love prays that your friend will repent before they fall off the cliff. It doesn't celebrate sin. Love does not celebrate sin. It rejoices with the truth. And it's the truth that sets us free. you've been saved by God's love and set free by his truth do not compromise on either love patient kind not arrogant not boasting not rude not wanting your own way not irritable or resentful not celebrating sin but rejoicing with truth bring your truth God here's the thing You will not be able to handle God's truth unless the love is there. And here's the thing, we all need to be this love to one another. We vaccine one another. Become it, give it, and you'll receive more. y'all to get a vision right now of you walking around your home or your workplace and you are injecting into everyone you meet love the kindness you are leaving coals on their head as Paul tells us in Romans You're blessing you're immunizing them and you don't have to feel or hear reciprocating words to have this love You don't need to be operating in your gift to have this love. It's the love that turns on the gift. Bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Say that with me. And think in pictures. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Say it again with me. Love bears all things, believes all things all things endures all things one more time love use your mouth say it out loud love bears all things believes all things hopes all things endures all things say your name bears all things believes all things hopes all things endures all things. Say your full name. All things. Believes all things. Hopes all things. Endures all things. It's an all thing. y'all. Yeah? This is where if you've ever heard me say the phrase, have gracious assumptions. It's right here. It sums up this love bear all things, assume the best, believe all things, believe the best, hope all things, get back in line with believing and hoping the best, endures all things. It goes on and on. You cannot end my love for you just because you've ended your love for me. bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. I love that Paul doesn't say some things, all things. All things are covered by the love of God because his love drives out fear. His love is perfect. It perfects us so we can keep going, keep believing. Keep our heads up and keep moving forward. Endure, endure, endure. The word endurance in the physical as a trainer, it's one thing to have strength. Strength is kind of temporary. It comes in a moment. You got to move a heavy object. You're going to need strength. It's one of those moments that you're in the crunch. You need strength but endurance goes on and on and on and on and on. The other day we're at dinner. I was starving. Some of you saw my Instagram post. So we did like a fast food burger place. I was so hungry. We were running errands that day and we ordered at a fast food and it took 27 minutes for the burger to come <laughs> let's see here love is patient nope ran out of patience love was kind nope i didn't have the kindest things to think uh does it envy or boast yes i wish we'd eaten at the other restaurant where the other people were eating it's not arrogant thinking of my own self yep rude i wasn't rude publicly <laughs> It does not insist on its own way. Oh, I really wanted my burger now. It's not irritable or resentful. Yes, I was irritated at this restaurant and resenting the fact that it even exists in this place. It does not rejoice with wrongdoing, but rejoices with truth. Oh, I was hoping somebody would admit they were wrong. Give us a free meal. Didn't happen. And so my husband said to me, he was being so sweet. He was trying to distract me. And he's like, okay. Tried telling me like funny stories. Wasn't working. I was so focused on my hunger. And this is why hunger is really important. Pay attention, not just your physical hunger, but your emotional hunger. Hungers will tell you real quick what you've made it about. So my husband said, Okay, if I paid you $5,000 to run six miles right now, could you do it? (laughs) I said, No. Okay. Three miles, maybe. And then I started thinking about that later. Later in the day, I'm like, wow, I turned down $5,000. I could have run, I could have, I could have endured that, but I'm gonna need a bigger reason than a burger. You put my kids on the line, I'm gonna run. (laughs) You put our family vision on the line, I'm gonna run. You put the legacy on the line, I'm gonna run. It may not be pretty, but I will pick up my feet, one in front of the other, and I will endure, because that's what love does. Believe the best in others. Believe the best in all things. Believe the best. It's how you work best. You know when you'll stop believing best? When you focus on yourself. Love never ends. Love never ends. Say that with me. Love agape never ends. You guys, some of our greatest pain that affects the functioning of our brain and wears down the health of our body comes from an abandoned love, from a love that ended. Somebody gave up and chose to end what God designed to never end, love. But most likely, somebody gave up on that person who gave up on you nobody showed them a love that endures nobody exemplified maturity which says i will die to my needs for your sake Father, come and heal us. Heal us in the places where love ended. Love never ends. Y'all, I can tell you this. My mom and dad are both gone, passed away. It'll be almost going on a year. Both of them gone and it's a weird thing I had a hard time loving them here on earth because their love did not bear all things and believe all things and hope all things and endure all things their love wasn't always patient wasn't kind oh my gosh their love insisted on its own way see love got twisted And I got all twisted, but you know what? It's that very love that sent me searching and God found me. And now on this side, I can tell you, love never ends. And this weird thing happens. Is that all the crap falls off and it's almost like they become legends. if you if your heart and mind are renewed in christ the ones who broke you actually become legends they become part of the legacy they become part of the purpose in the pain and they're in the hall of faith because love never ends you guys all of this is going to end on earth to wrap itself up in love love as for prophecies they will pass away tongues they're going to stop knowledge we're not going to need it for right now we know in part and we prophesy in part let me just say you have never heard a perfect sermon anyone who tells you what is true it's all in part Go and seek the god who loves the hell out of you loves the fear out of you the shame out of you the guilt out of you and then assume and believe and pray for the best for all this is how we build each other up when you were a child you spoke like a child you thought like a child you reasoned like a child but now (laughs) you've grown and you've given up childish ways. Although we see in a mirror dimly, one day face to face, right now I know in part, one day fully, fully known as God knows me. So now faith, hope, and love abide. Faith, hope, and love abide. But the greatest of these is love. Come, God. Have your way here. Father, renew us in mind and heart and body and soul in the love of God that we've never known before. And as we start to know it in part, we impart it to others. In Jesus' name, amen.